Hey, it's Nick Walters again with the Industrial Hemp Growers Digest, a podcast brought to you by the National Hemp Growers Cooperative. And once again, we are just tickled slap to death to have some leaders within the hemp industry uh, that you are able to listen to and hear about the good things that they are doing in their neck of the woods, as well as uh, getting even more insight into this super exciting industry called um, industrial hemp in the United States of these Americas. And Rachel Berry with the Illinois Hemp Growers Association is on with us today uh, and is our guest. And we are just tickled slap to death to have her here. Rachel, welcome. Thanks for joining me. Thanks so much, Nick. It's great to be on the show with you. Absolutely. And, and, uh, so uh, before we get into learning more about you and about the association, um, so that we have uh, full disclosure, not that there's anything to undisclose about that, um, Rachel and I have the opportunity to work together uh, at the U.S. Hemp uh, Building Association. Rachel is on the uh, board, uh, the big board of the Hemp Association, and one of the things that she gets to do, or either she drew the short straw, I'm not sure which one it is, uh, she gets to work with the 10 regional coordinators across the United States who are all trying to advance the um, the good work of the Building Association. And I am fortunate enough to be one of her um, uh, devotees. How about that? That's what I'll say. One of your minions. Maybe that's what I am, Rachel. I don't know, but I, I get to do it in Region 10, which is the southeastern part of the U.S. So we get that opportunity to work together and, and be able to um, uh, communicate on an ongoing basis. And Rachel does a great job with that. So thanks for your work that you do on the Building Association Board. Oh, thank you so much, Nick, and thank you so much for your support um, and that work. It's been amazing to get to know you and get to know everyone else, you know, as you said, across the United States. Um, yeah, it's been a, a great journey. It's been really cool. So tell us, we want to know more about Rachel Barron and about, about you and what you do and how you do what you do, uh, as well as tell us more about um, your help aha moment. And then we'd also love to uh, then maybe segue into that and talk more about the association. So give us the give us some good Rachel background. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I'm Rachel Berry. I'm the founder and CEO of the Illinois Hemp Growers Association. Um, I'm also a small farmer. I'm on a hemp farmer. I grow vegetables. I raise poultry. Um, uh, first generation farmer. I also, like you mentioned, I work or I actually sit on the board of the directors for the U.S. Hemp Building Association. I'm the director of regional leaders. Um, and I also am on the board for the Illinois Stewardship Alliance. Um, so I do a lot of community work. Um, I, I love to be on the farm, um, love growing hemp, especially. It's been a, a wonderful um, addition to the work that I'm already doing on the farm. Um, but yeah. How about that? So, so tell us um, what in the world in your background made you decide, I think I'm going to get out here and build some farming. So we're not talking about just the garden, right? We're talking about actually uh, a little bit more than that, right? Um, uh, uh, about actually doing some farming work. What in the world made you want to do that? 
Yeah, that's a great question and like a fun story to tell. Um, I did not grow up on a farm. I don't have an ag background. Like I mentioned, I'm a first-gen farmer. Uh, I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago, um, and I my background is actually in mental health. So uh, after working in mental health for several years um, and, you know, kind of having my own personal family history of being out in the countryside in southeastern Kentucky, like I always had that in me to want to, you know, be with the land and work with the land. Uh, we, my husband and I had an opportunity to buy some land that was in his family um, to move away from the suburbs, give, you know, give more than just gardening a try. But, you know, we still had to learn how to grow food. And, you know, we had to learn just, it was just a total uh, culture shock to move from the suburbs to the farm. But, you know, we thought we'd give it a try for a summer and we just fell in love with it, honestly. Um, just being out of the city, uh, being in a, a much smaller community. Um, and yeah, that took us from, we love getting our hands in the soil. We love growing tomatoes. Um, but, you know, we want to create something. We want to be able to sell stuff from our farm. Um, and, you know, that was its own adventure, just becoming a farmer. Um, it's, been, it's been a lot of fun, though. And, and then, yeah, being able to, you know, add uh, hemp into that just in the last couple of years. Uh, it's been one of the most rewarding experiences of my life, hands down. How about that? Well, well, I mean, I can see, you know, why some folks would certainly want to maybe grow some vegetables or grow some things that you might, you know, consume and even maybe a little bit bigger than lighter than just what would be your regular kind of home garden. And, but tell us about your hemp aha moment. What really got you into thinking, hey, this is a plant that I think we need to start growing. And, and um, not only that, about um, how you um, got attracted to it in the first place. Yeah, well, a big part of me moving out to the farm um, was self-sufficiency. Like, that's always been a big thing for me, being able to grow what we eat, you know, live live within our means um, on what this small farm can provide, which is, you know, an astounding amount. Just in 13 acres, you can there's so much potential and, you know, there's so much that the land gives. Um, and also, um, yeah, I was uh, doing some environmental activism and working with some nonprofits in that realm. And, you know, a big ag, you know, agriculture is a big, a big issue uh, when it comes to conservation and environmental issues, et cetera. Um, and, you know, myself being a new and young farmer thinking, you know, I don't want to grow corn. I don't want to grow soy. There's a lot of pollution from our county that, you know, has gotten to, into the Mississippi River that goes down and creates that dead zone in the Gulf of Mexico. You know, I don't want to contribute to that. Um, you know, I want to be I want to contribute to my community. I want to, you know, raise my family in a healthy way, healthy local foods, et cetera. Um, and just in my research, I also study like uh, native medicinal plants, too. So just in my research of like useful crops, you know, singing nettle and flax and you know, other types of fiber, other types of medicine plants. And um, it took me to hemp. Uh, and once I realized everything that hemp can do, not just for me on my farm, you know, a food, um, a medicine, uh, building material, clothing, you know, that hit all the right bells for me and my self-sufficiency goals. Um, and then knowing that we could provide that, you know, for our community at a larger scale, you know, that was my aha moment. And I knew that's when I wanted to take all my cumulative um, experience and, and community organizing and farming. And I just wanted to just put all of it to hemp. 
Isn't that something? So you were just doing ongoing research anyway. Hey, if I'm going to be a first-gen farmer, if, I can, if I'm summing this up right, if not, then spank my hand and rewind me, okay? But you were, you were looking at all of it. You were just saying, hey, look, I'm a first-gen farmer. I can figure out tomatoes and cucumbers and, you know, maybe some squash and some other things that I might plant that would be kind of typical garden things. But as long as I'm going to do that, and I'm going to be learning about make sure I'm doing it in maybe like a regenerative agricultural way to make sure I'm not harming what I'm, you know, uh, trying to grow in my um, way to be self-sustaining. Yeah. I learned more and I went, you know what? Look at this one. There's something about him. And so you just dug in and started to learn more about it and uh, saw more and more opportunity to it and kept it going. Yeah. And I, you know, and I, it inspired me to get involved, um, you know, lobbying efforts. I, I joined forces with some a- amazing cannabis lobbyists and um, environmental lobbyists, Marianne Lontar, Mike Graham, Tabitha Tripp, Liz Rupel, um, all powerhouses here in Illinois, you know, to get hemp um, passed legislatively here in Illinois. So learning more about just getting invested and active in the legislative legislative process. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that was amazing. Um, oh, there was something else. There was somewhere else I was going with that thought. Um, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, but that's a great way for us to talk about kind of the association, right? So how do we go from Rachel Berry, um, uh, sustainable uh, uh, first-generation farmer, who understands and has an aha moment about hemp because you're doing good research and learning more about what it means to take care of the soil, right? And take care of other things about how that would grow. And from there then, um, how you helped to found and now run and continue to run the Illinois Hemp Growers Association. Yeah, so I am the type of lady who when something sparks my interest and I want to learn about it, I just go 100%. So I spent 100%, you know, I put 100% into learning about hemp. Um, and because I had that background, like in community organizing, um, mm-hmm. and because I had gotten in, involved with some other organizations, you know, who are, who are running hemp and they helped me greatly, you know, in my early days of just trying to figure out where my place was in the industry. Um, and you know, what I ran into was I need local resources <laughs> and there were none at the time. Um, so that's what really, you know, inspired me to start the IHTA was to be that local resource. Um, and, and it's been an amazing experience, you know, getting to know people, farmers in the community, business owners in the community, um, people across, you know, especially with my work in the not-for-profit and with U.S. Hunt building, people across the you know, entire United States. Um, but just, just even in, in Illinois, um, just being there for people, just like someone I needed when I was new to the industry, just, just being that person is just, that's what inspired the IHGA to help people get those resources that they need. Awesome. And so, because you're a real farmer, out on a real farm, we can hear, hear your real dogs barking. So that lets us know this oh, is yeah. a fake thing. This is a real thing. She's yeah. <laughs> really live yeah, and work on the farm. That's right. Two, I got two dogs, and they're going nuts right now. Probably it's a mailman. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. No, no, no issue there. 
All right. So how much of that, though, and your, your background in organizing and working for nonprofits, that was kind of a, a, um, a great uh, primer, if you will, for you to kind of understand some of that um, association management of sorts, right, and working for that. But what about the, the, the work that you've done legislatively at the Statehouse and going to Springfield, et cetera? That? Was, that a, was that a new thing for you to um, move in that direction, or have you done some advocacy that in some of your uh, environmental nonprofit work? I had done some advocacy, not just for environmental, but women's rights, too, um, prior uh-huh. to that. So being at the Statehouse and, and meeting with legislators was not foreign to me at that time, but I will say that I definitely got deeper, my toe deeper in the pool um, working with him than I ever did, you know, in the other realms. There's just so much to it. And um, so, you know, there's so many opportunities. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, what, what do you, I mean, those, those are the kinds of things that some people find intimidating, you know, like, but, but, but I think also I'm talking about having to go and, and, and lobby and talk to, to, um, uh, uh, elected officials, whether it's at the local, you know, city or county level, or even at the state level or at the federal level, right? Is that it seems like it almost makes us have to think and rethink our um, um, our ABCs and one, two, threes that we need to kind of get our thoughts together in such a way. And it, and it disciplines, I know it does for me. Anyway. All right, now what am I going to talk about? What are the things I need to know about? What are some things, some points that I really want? What's the ask, right? This is this is what this is what this current legislation does, and this is why we either need to get rid of it or we need to add to it. And here's the reasons why, and here's what impact that will do by you voting yes or you voting no on this particular piece of legislation. And when you can kind of get your brain in that mode, right? Uh, a lot of positive things can take place. Yeah, and the IHGA tries to be a conduit for that. You know, through our membership, we have a lot of farmers and business owners, you know, who need their voices heard. Um, so, you know, our platform, we always offer, um, you know, to help with that in, in different ways, whether that's helping arrange those meetings with legislators. Um, we do have a, a small platform on our website that will talk you through how to, you know, make a, have a meeting, request a meeting, what to say at a meeting, you know, how to tell your story, which is so important to tell, um, you know, just in general, um, but especially in this new space where legislators, you know, they don't have decades of stories to fall back on. Um, and then also, you know, we send out with our new members, you can request a membership kit, which comes with a few um, samples of hemp products that, you know, you might find, you know, on your grocery store shelves or, um, just implement it into your lives, you know, where other, you know, plastic or cotton, et cetera, might be, just so you have like a, a tactile example um, when you have these discussions, whether it's with your legislators or um, other community members that you chat with, business owners, et cetera, who are looking for, you know, alternatives. Sure. What did you find? What, was there any kind of consistent um uh, concern or pushback or, or, um, particular hill that needed to be climbed over uh, or clarity made as you started to talk more with, uh, your state legislators, just about hip in general. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially just because of the cannabinoids, like that's still an ongoing, 
um, clarification, you know, whether that's with legislators or, you know, other policymakers, people at the Department of Ag, people in the health department, um, there's still confusion to clear up, you know, what is hemp, what is cannabis, where is that line drawn, you know, what, what are even the differences um, between different types of hemp. Um, so, yeah, definitely. Um, but we have had a lot of support. You know, uh, my own legislator, I have a pretty good relationship with and has been very supportive of the IHGA. Um, and I think the more that people, um, you know, talk to their legislators, share their story, show the product and help kind of break that barrier, help break that stigma of, you know, this is cannabis is not just medical or recreational dispensary. You know, it's so much more. Um, you know, the further we're going to get. Right. So some of it's kind of the same education thing that the whole industry not only started with, but that continues to do. No, I'm not trying to smoke my T-shirt. Okay. No, that's not what we're talking Yeah, and it's not just legislators. It's farmers. It's business owners. It's, you know, community members. It's all sorts of people, um, you know, still still make that joke and, you know, ha-ha. But uh, no, it's, it's, it's not, it's more than that. And, and I think the more that, you know, folks like us are out there providing education to people, um, you know, it's just going to push the industry along because we still have, as much as, you know, many of us in the industry have been in this for years and waiting for, you know, the next, the next big thing to finally happen, you know, there's still so much education to do, whether that's just the basics or supply chain or there's so many different aspects that you can just zero in on um, and just spend all of your time focusing on. Um, there's a lot. Yeah. Well, so let's, let's talk a little bit more. Tell us more about, by the way, before we kind of shift from conversations about what's going on in Illinois. Um, tell us about the good things that you're doing right now, good things that are coming up uh, with the association so that we can uh, know, and, and then also make sure you give us uh, give us the website so people can click around and learn more. Yeah, our website's IllinoisHGA.com, IllinoisHempGrowersAssociation.com. You can also find me or us on LinkedIn and um, social media, Instagram, Facebook. Um, we're out there. Um, but yeah, the IHGA, well, we're always up to something, and we've got events in the works. Um, you know, we're, we've got side collaborations going that are ongoing through, um, you know, whether that's in long-term event planning or um, grants, helping with grants, all kinds of stuff. Um, some events that are coming up off the top of my head. Um, let's see, we've got um, Southern Illinois University. Um, that's actually an event that IHGA and USHBA will be presenting at in September on the 17th. Um, so that's something to definitely look forward to. And I believe it's going to be online too. So whether you're local um, or, you know, just in the surrounding states, that's something you won't want to miss. Um, we have some events coming up later in, in autumn too. Um, an IHGA membership event in combination with some farm bill talk and one of our members having an open house for their business at AM and PM Hemp Farm. Um, and then later in the month, we got an event focused on conservation and soil health with Prairie Liberty Foundation, um, Regenerate Illinois, and Tulip Tree Gardens. Um, and if you go on our website, you can sign up for free um, to get our newsletters, and that will have all of the details on events and 
I send one out every month with updates on what's going on in the community and you know, across the country, et cetera, just, just good news and, and events. Um, but then the most imp- exciting and important announcement I have for events this uh, year is IHGA will be featured at the Illinois Department of Ag Tent at the State Fair this autumn, or rather this summer, um, next month, August 15th through 21st. And it's going to be family friendly. I'm going to be providing hemp education, a hempcrete demo. I'll be building a block each day. Uh, we'll have giveaways and raffles. Um, it's going to be an awesome time. And I'm, I am, you know, over the moon to be working with the Department of Ag on this. I think it's going to be amazing. Well, I, 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 that really sounds awesome. And you know what? What folks who don't live uh, in the Midwest, I don't know, really appreciate when we talk about state fairs. You guys take it up to another whole level up in that neck of the woods. <laughs> like, I mean, this is this is not just like, hey, grandma's going to bring out her best jelly and jam, right? I mean, we're talking about thousands of people and, and oh yeah, this ain't no county fair. Right. Yeah, so it's going to be thousands, audiences of thousands. It's a huge event. Um, I, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. This is something I've been working toward. You know, just partnering more with the Department of Agriculture. Um, and we have another project too that we have partnered with the Department of Ag on. It isn't out yet. There's there's some final final touches being done to it, but we are releasing also um, an Illinois hemp regulation guide. So when wow. that comes live, you can expect to see some notifications and in our newsletter, et cetera, about that being ready for anyone who's in Illinois wanting to learn about the rules. You know, some some frequently asked questions, processes. Um, all that good stuff, um, tips from us, from other farmers. Uh, yeah, that should be exciting to share, too. There you go. Well, we'll talk a little bit about um, one of the things. And by the way, just so that every, uh, we are proud and pleased to say that we at the, uh, the National Hope Growers Cooperative are um, supporting members and um, of the um, Growers Association there in Illinois. So we're glad to be a part of it because we see the value and the hard work that you do. Um, and so it's absolutely worth uh, um, our investment to be, to, to be a part of that. Um, to, tell me, let's talk a little bit about the Building Association. So of all the things that you could get involved in as it relates to hemp, um, and the other uh, uh, trade associations, besides just you know the, the good work you're doing there in the state, why, um, why building materials? Why did that interest you personally uh, to really want to be more involved in that? Yep, back, circling back to self-sufficiency. You know, I have a small farm. Um, I have a 120-some-year-old home. I have a lot of animals, and I want more. Um, you know, the thought of being able to grow my building material much faster than I can grow trees, you know, that that was like a huge part of that aha moment for me. Um, and, and no, you know, I grew up in, and I'm in the suburbs of Chicago and spent a lot of time in the city, you know, um, witnessing building, just uh, degrading, you know, like sick building syndrome and, and, you know, all of that stuff, even being in school systems that, um, you know, with asbestos and, you know, just, just like the, the way as I grew up, I realized things were not great. Um, and that hemp could do better and last longer. 
Um, and again, just be a staple to helping communities thrive, whether that be through economy or just being healthier. Uh, you know, that, and, and work, my background working in a hospital too. Um, you know, all of that combined, just all of my life experiences and then thinking, oh my gosh, I could grow this and build with it on my farm. Um, you know, as much as I wanted to, I, that I just knew that hemp building, that was a space that I wanted to be in. Um, and you know, I, I represent, um, a smaller view, I guess you could say of a lot of the folks I work with in hemp, whether that be through the IHDA or the USHDA, you know, they're in really big businesses like contracting or plastics or, you know, really big mega farms. But, you know, my approach is that of a, a small landowner. Um, and I think it's it's important, though, I, I, you know, for this to be for people at an individual level as well as, you know, something you buy into um, or have to even afford. Um, just even that, no, I, I, it's unfortunate that we have to, in my opinion, have to have a hemp license to grow something like fiber or food um, from hemp. But knowing that, you know, those crops can, you know, be a specialty crop, I can make money with them, I can use them on my own farm, um, especially when it comes to living. You know, I, I just wanted to be in that space. That's very cool. That's very great to be able to because we, you talk about something that you can really... <clears throat> personally be involved in it and impacts others as well in a, in a way like, I mean, just think about what the difference would be to have a healthy home or, or not just for your own residential use, but think about what we could do in, in other in buildings and other things that we certainly are working hard for throughout the uh, building association. And hey, what if I, you know, I'd love to know my kids, um, you know, schools had hemp creek, right? On the inside mm -hmm. up there. And, and, and how cool that would be on, on a bunch of different, not just because it would be really cool, because it's for health reasons and all, you know, but my high school being a, a carbon sink, who'd have thunk it, right? Mm -hmm. But, but uh, to know that's a very real thing, and it takes us a while to be able to get where all the regulations and the codes and all that stuff can work towards that, but that maybe is something different than just, well, I feel better today because I ate a good um, um I ate some pancakes made with, uh, uh, you know, hip parts this morning. Well, that's awesome and terrific, and we certainly want to do that. That doesn't impact the community greater. More people at once, right? Like it would be because we've got building materials that are um, sustainable and doing well and doing good for the, for the community and the environment. Yeah. That's cool. That was a statement. That wasn't a question. <laughs> No, oh, I went to preach it no, for a bit there. That wasn't, I wasn't expecting you to say amen. I was just saying that's that's why it's all no, good I stuff. think I was agreeing with you, yeah. <laughs> I can hear you amen in me all the way from uh, uh, -huh. uh from Western <laughs> Illinois. So that uh, I felt okay. Uh, uh, that's a little sweat there. Hey, look, um, Rachel, thank you so much for joining us. Any last words or anything that you want to be able to um, share with everybody uh, plug, give us the website one more time sure that's illinoishga.com absolutely and you can learn all about what they're doing and I, you don't have to live in illinois to be a member do you right if i'm from a, no you do not you do some not other spot and i want to be able to get good information and all the rest of that then then i could jump on there get on your mailing list 
learn more about what's going on um, uh, with the Illinois Hemp Growers Association and, and participate with that. So, uh, Rachel Berry, thank you so much for your time today and giving us some insight. Thank you for your leadership and for your vision of the things that you're trying to do to make the world a better place, not only in your neck of the woods, but really literally all across the world. So thank you for that. Thank you so much, Nick, for having me on today. And thank you so much for your support of the IHGA. It really means a lot. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Of all the thank yous. Hey, look, if you want to know more about the National Hip Growers uh, Cooperative and you want to learn about how we every day focus on building wealth for our members through regenerative agriculture and sustainable development, flip on over to our website at uh, nationalhealthcoop.us. You can find more episodes uh, in, in addition to just what you're hearing from uh, Rachel Berry here, but also that's what we're doing being involved in. Until next time, thanks. This podcast produced and distributed by MWB Studios.